going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 33 of Tell Me What You Know. Today is Tuesday, December the 10th, uh, and we're a third of the way through the month. You sure it's not the 9th? I'm positive. Unless my computer's Feels wrong. like the 9th. Feels like December the 9th? No, it's definitely the 10th. It's definitely the 10th. My advent calendar was the, the... I get to open up the 10th one today. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a lot of chocolate. Yeah. I did go ahead a little bit. I went ahead a couple days, and then I had to not eat a couple advents for a couple days. <laughs> uh, but I'm back on track. Good self-control there. I'm back on track. Do now. they make... Uh, the only advent calendars I've ever had are like the ones you get at CVS and the chocolate's just whatever. It's kind of like... I was gifted this one. And is it like a nice one? Yeah, the chocolate is so, it's so good, good. Good stuff. Yeah. Hmm. I think it's uh, like European chocolate or something. Oh, from Europe. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Love European chocolate. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, well, since it is almost the end of the year, we have the yearly tradition of everybody making the best of articles, the listicles that are going on. The and listicles. now it's almost doubling down. It's you know, a lot of the best of the decade listicles going on. And what I've seen a lot of recently is meme of the decade. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and like a lot of people can't agree on what the meme actually means. Nobody can really agree on which meme was the best. But you see a lot of the same contenders up there. You got the grumpy cat. Mm-hmm. You got the crying Jordan. You got uh, the conf- confused Nick Young. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot, a lot of good ones. The sarcastic SpongeBob. So I think generally the top 50 are probably you can put them anywhere. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw Chrissy Teigen was pissed because she got like dead last in one of the polls for her meme. <laughs> um, so many people love her. Like, just I mean, not saying she's not lovable. Yeah, I'm just meaning she hasn't really done much other than uh, uh, like she was the model and then she married John Legend and now I think she has a cooking show. Oh, okay. I guess yeah. I, I, I don't know what. Th- I, no, I no, that's what, what I mean. She yeah. just is like a full on. She's a personality. She's just a personality. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean she's great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Right. I just was surprised. Okay. <laughs> it's all right on. Um, Good deal. I have one follow up from last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about caddies and then uh, a gopher. Right. So somebody was like, oh, it means to go for something. Makes and then sense. just rolled it into, oh, it's a gopher. Oh, so go for coffee, go yeah. for lunch, gopher, go get it. And then yeah, I guess they kind of have some gopher tendencies to the right. animal. Right. Like right. A little. Yeah, you know, Fidgety. frenetic, frenetic movements. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, so yeah, great, good follow up. There you go. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, hey, <clears throat> excellent. Don't um, want to leave our people hanging. No, and I, I wish you hadn't. I, I was just hoping that I was right on what my thought of the gopher was that it came about. Like I can't remember what I said, but that was not what I thought the gopher came from. Yeah, I don't remember what you said either. Yeah, one week, one week removed. Can't even remember. I can't remember what my topic was last week. <laughs> so. That is a perineum sunning. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> How could I forget? How could you forget? Butthole tanning. Yep. Um, <laughs> well, let's get into this week's topic since it is fresh on my mind. Let's do it. Michael, tell me what you know about whiskey. Whiskey. Mm. Oh. Um, so whiskey is a dark liquor. Mm. Uh, there's, I, I know that the, the big discrepancy is always bourbon and whiskey. But whiskey, I think, is the more global identifier. Like, you can have Japanese whiskey and different types of whiskey, whereas bourbon would be, like, Kentucky whiskey. Okay. That's what I think. Okay. Um, And it has to be, in similar ways to, like, champagne has to be from Champagne, France. Mm. Bourbon has to be from this certain valley or whatever in Kentucky, Uh, this little bourbon trail. Um, 
Let's see. What else? It's delicious sometimes. It's delicious sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, I think there are some brands that I don't want to drink anymore. Yeah. But there are some that really hit the spot. Probably the cheaper ones from college, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, I don't want to have any more Evan Williams. Okay. Green Label. Right. Anything where you squeeze the bottle and it's plastic. Yes. Yeah, I don't want any more of that. Um, my favorite whiskey is Whistlepig. Whistlepig. Whistlepig Rye. It's really good. That's yeah, really good. That's like a Vermont whiskey. I don't know where that's from. New Hampshire or something. Somewhere up there. Uh, delicious. Okay. Um, I don't know. Would tell me a little bit more. Well, you left out scotch as well. Ah, yes, scotch. Yes. So whiskey is just a distilled spirit made from fermented grain, typically matured in wooden barrels or some kind of container for some period of time, right? So then you have, from there, it kind of just spiders out. You've got scotch. You've got your Irish whiskey. You have your rye and bourbons and American whiskeys. You have your Japanese whiskeys, your Canadian whiskeys, and then just whiskeys from wherever, right? Mm. So what's the difference between all of these? So scotch, where's scotch from? Scotland. From Scotland. Duh. Yeah. And what it's made of is either it's malted barley. Okay. Or it's a grain, so that could be any other cereal grains, or it's a blend, right? Um, and so the scotch whiskey regulations of 2009 have some requirements for what it, what it means to, to be a scotch, right? It can only contain water and malted barley. It has to be matured in oak casks in Scotland. Uh, for no less than three years. So scotch can only come from Scotland? Correct. Okay. Right. So if you if you were in England and you asked for a whiskey, you're probably going to get a scotch. Now, if you're in Ireland you ask for a whiskey, you're going to get an Irish whiskey. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are some examples of uh, of these scotches? Do you have any do you have any scotches in mind? Uh, like a Glenlivet? Yep. Yeah, Glenlivet's Glen probably the big one. It's any Glen. Malt. Any Glen. Right. That's my favorite line from Swingers. Correct. You you just bring me a Glen. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, a Macallan. Yeah. yeah. You got a blended, which might be like a famous grouse or a Chivas Regal, Johnny Walker, mm-hmm. et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, do why do I have it in my head that scotch usually is like a, um, like when I drink scotch, I almost can get warm. Like I could be outside in the cold and drinking a scotch and I feel warm. Like it almost has, a, I feel like it has a stronger flavor than some of the other whiskeys that I've had, bourbons even. Right. Uh, Maybe you get to this, but so, I, I, that's a perception I have about scotch. Yeah, I think you're. I think that's probably true. I mean, in in the drying process of of the barley, they use peat, so they use like peat, mm. you know, from, from the bogs, and they use that the smoke from that to dry out the uh, the barley, dry out the grains, and that allows for a smokier taste. Okay, usually a smokier, smokier taste of scotch, I think. Yeah. Than uh, than yeah. whiskeys. Like I usually have it. Like it's a nice, um, you know, a nightcap drink. You right. might have one scotch to kind of end out the night sure but it can give you like a like big buzz from it i, right, I think right. right so that's that's the that's we're gonna kind of go through all of them quickly and then yeah. we'll go through how it's made um irish whiskey jameson obviously from ireland yeah it can be either the island of ireland or from northern ireland okay uh malted barley of course is what it's made of or uh in a pot still it's 30 percent malted and 30 percent unmalted barley and it's distilled in a pot still we'll get into what a pot still is uh, shortly, and then uh, still, yeah, a grain Irish whiskey. So it's no more than thirty percent malted barley uh, in combination with some other cereal grains. Did you already say what malt means? Like, what does malt mean? So malt is when it's the the so the grain, usually the barley, I guess, has been germinated, and then so it's allowed to sprout a little bit, and then okay. you, you heat it to stop the growth, right? Okay. So that process is gonna it's gonna get going to release an enzyme or screen an enzyme that converts the grain starches into the sh- into the sugars. It's the starch to sugar process. There, okay. Right? So that's what a malt is. Like that's a, that's the malt process. Yeah, I believe I so. guess. Okay. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Um, but we're back on Irish whiskey, right? So we, we talked about the malted barley the, and the pot still and the grain, and then there's a blended as well, which is just a, a mixture of those. Right. Uh-huh. 
Uh, so there's a requirements, uh, the requirements as of the Irish Whiskey Act of 1980. I love that these guys have these like f- just national acts that they. It, it's a, well, it's like a major export form. I sure. can understand if you, know, you don't want somebody saying it's, you know, Irish whiskey and right. it's from Tampa. Sure, sure. <laughs> All right. So uh, the requirements: it has to be made from a mash of malted barley plus other cereal grains. Those other cereal grains are optional. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, has to be mashed, fermented, distilled to no more than ninety-four point eight percent ABV. Matured in wooden casks, typically oak, uh, and has to be uh, matured for a minimum of three years uh, in Ireland or Northern Ireland. Right. Got it. Um. So some examples you said Jameson already Bush mm-hmm. Mills as well Bush Mills yeah some v- big famous Irish whiskeys right? yeah now let's move on to the states uh huh so you've got bourbon rye American whiskey Tennessee whiskey as well so mm-hmm. bourbon right uh, you said earlier it's from Kentucky mm-hmm. the majority yes it does not technically have to be made in Kentucky to be bourbon okay uh, it's just the process right so the majority of it is made in Kentucky but it has to be at least fifty one percent corn. That's the grain they're, they're using here, right? Okay. The rest can be anything. Typically, it's rye or wheat. Those are the most common. And, of course, because America, uh, there's tons of experimental bourbons that use stuff like quinoa and oats and stuff like that. Sure. <clears throat> yeah. You got to get your, you know, yeah. your chic, nice, <laughs> nice uh, artisanal bourbons yeah. as well. Yeah. Probably bottled mostly in Brooklyn, I would imagine. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh, have you ever had quinoa whiskey? Right. Oh, it's delicious. Right. Uh, one stipulation here, they have to be matured in new oak barrels, new charred oak barrels, so that the barrels can't have to be brand new. They can't have been used before. Huh. Right. That's where they're going to be maturing in those containers. Yeah. The oak producers, I'm sure, <laughs> like that. Right. Yeah. Um, rye whiskey, 51% rye is the grain, right? Mm-hmm. At least. And then the rest is the same as the bourbon. Tennessee whiskey uh, is, is pretty much the same as bourbon, but it has to be from Tennessee, and they use a process called, uh, they, 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 they filter it through maple charcoal, and this is called the Lincoln County process. Okay. So that's something unique to it. So I think maybe you get a bit of a sweeter taste to a lot of these Tennessee whiskeys, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just some, some general requirements for American whiskey, uh, distilled to less than 95% ABV, stored in oak containers. For the bourbon, we said new charred oak containers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so some examples. We have bourbon. Your favorite, Evan Williams. Yeah, delicious. Yeah. Jim Beam, Wild Turkey. Uh-huh. Right. Those Mila Kunis commercials. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, some weeded bourbons, so we replace the rye in there with wheat. It's kind of a smoother taste. would be the Maker's Mark or the Pappy or the Weller. Mm. Pappy, uh, we'll get to that in a little bit as well. But Like we'll the most back, expensive we'll bourbons Pappy. we can find? Right. Yeah. Uh, high rye bourbons, so you have Bullet, Woodford, Four Roses. Mm-hmm. And then Tennessee, you have, of course, Jack Daniels, George Dickel. That kind of thing, Dickel. right? Dickel, right? Yeah, Dickel's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, for Scotch and for Irish whiskey, there were aging limits, right? It had to be at least a minimum three years. Minimum. Mm-hmm. For American whiskey, there is no age limit, except for straight whiskey. To be considered straight whiskey, it has to be aged for at least two years. Hmm. All right. Does the straight mean anything else? Like, do you know, like, it might be I some different that's delineation. The age consideration, right? Got it. Yeah. Somebody can for sure correct me on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Um, I've never heard of straight whiskey yeah. as like a type of whiskey. Yeah, I guess it's a... Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, uh, let's go into the how it's made process, right? Okay. So we're kind of break this down into about five to six steps, I guess. You have the malting, you have the mashing, the fermentation, the distillation, the aging, and then the bottling. So what was that? Six or seven, maybe. So malting, basically, essentially what that is, you have the raw grain, you need to access its sugars, right? Mm-hmm. So the grain is precious sugars, precious sugars, because those sugars turn into alcohol. Right. right. So the grain's moistened, so it can it can germinate, it can it can partially sprout, 
this is the malting process that we talked about earlier. Right. And it's I heated. I knew I was going to get there at some point, right? Yeah. And so then the germ- this germination stops when you add heat to the grain. Okay. So you like bring it to a boil and whatever. Uh, I don't believe that it's, I think it's just heat is put on it, right? Right. Yeah. So then you got the mashing process. So you have these sugars and you need to extract them before the fermentation process. So you got to ground up the grains uh, that are being used and put them in a large tank with the hot water and, and stir it all up, right? Mm-hmm. You got to agitate it, get it all moving around in there. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, you got to agitate it. Don't let it rest on its laurels here. Yeah, no. Keep it going. Get working. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a lot of the times the malted barley is added in here as well just to kind of get that, to catalyze this starch to sugar process. Uh-huh. Um, and once as much sugar as possible has been extracted, you've got a new mixture that moves to the fermentation stage. This is called the mash or the wort if the the solids have been strained from it, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've heard of people say, oh, that what's going on with the mash? Right. Yeah, so this it's is like the a mash, process. Right? Okay. Yeah. Fermentation process, uh, this mash now meets the yeast and the yeast goes in there like and just Pac-Man's up all the sugars, right? It right. Turns those into alcohol. Right. So the yeast is bacteria. Right. It goes in there and eats the sugar. Turns okay. the sugar into alcohol. This can take a few days, uh, you know, 40, 48 to, I don't know, what, 96 hours, depending on uh, a variety of factors. I guess that just kind of lends itself to the taste or the uh, different kind of things there. So, right. Yeah. Or maybe even how much sugar is in there. Correct. Right. Yeah. And then this new product, the result is called the wash. Okay. Now the distillation, go ahead, sorry. Um, so yeah, so the yeast eats the sugar and that's the fermentation process and the, mm. the output of that is alcohol. Yes. Right? Right. Okay. And, and now not, now we're in the wash. Right. The st- distillation process, we use the wash, right? And this is how you increase the alcohol content. Okay. So for this, you use the still. We'll talk about a pot still here. It's If you've ever seen like a bourbon still before, it's like a big copper kettle goes up, it's got an arm that comes down into a compressor and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So use a still for this process here. Um, this distillation is usually done is done twice, sometimes three times. So you the triple distilled, that kind of thing, right? Right. Um, so the wash goes in first, and it's heated up. And because alcohol has a lower boiling point than water, uh, the the alcohol vapors raise they rise first. They go into the top of the still. Okay. Into the neck, and you have the line arm at the top as well. Yep. Uh, they funnel down into a cold water condenser. And then they turn into a liquid again. Got it. The resulting liquid is then put back through the process again, sometimes a third time. Got it. Right. Hmm. And then uh, the distiller will be, he'll discard certain parts of this. It's called the heads and the tails. And they're, they're the, the parts of, the, like, they're, you don't want to drink this stuff. They're either way too alcoholic or they don't have any taste or the taste is bad, that kind of thing. Right. right. You want, you, what you want is the heart. And the heart is what you put into the, into the barrels. Got it. And the barrels, they are... Uh, you know, for bourbon, we said they were the new charred oak, mm-hmm. otherwise typically oak barrels. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there they are matured. And so the process, depending on what they're making, they're just sitting there kind of absorbing the wood flavor kind of thing. Yeah. That's kind of the idea. Mixing around, mixing around, doing all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and then after they've reached a certain maturity point, whenever the, the master distiller is ready to bottle them up, they go to the bottling process. Um, and then I think the main Takeaway here was that if you've heard of like single cask stuff like that, right? Because a lot of the times the bottling process will be done with multiple barrels, sometimes hundreds of barrels, right? So you're saying um, single, like a single uh, a single cask bottle would be just from one barrel, right? Right. So it, if you get like a cheaper version of whiskey, it might be like a just a big mashup of all the barrels that they made, right? Got it. Now we talked about Pappy earlier. Pappy is kind of notoriously expensive. Mm-hmm. I was asking a friend of mine who's way more better versed in. in this kind of stuff than I am. And he was saying that, uh, 
there's a, a whiskey called Weller, which is essentially see if I can explain this correctly. You have the barrel stacked up from the floor to the roof, right? Mm-hmm. And so the, whatever's in the middle of those barrels is typically the best of the best. And that's what they make Pappy out of. Okay. And then from the barrels on the floor and the barrels on the, towards the top, they combine those. So it's essentially think like, uh, I mean, this is a terrible analogy cause like Keystone's horrible, but you know, it's like kind of the dregs of like a Coors Light or something like that's that. That's what it tastes like. Right. Yeah. This is the, this is, I, I kind of pictured it's kind of the same process, but it's just a, a really good product. Yeah. You're getting uh, a really good whiskey for, I mean, I don't know what Pappy goes for, but it's, a, it's yeah, super I mean, expensive. Yeah. It's incredibly expensive. Yeah. Uh, for a reasonable price. Huh. So Weller is a good, uh, a good whiskey to maybe, to maybe look out for. Yeah. So that's, that's uh, a quick rundown on, on whiskeys and, uh, you can spell it with an E or without an E I found out as well. Oh really? Yeah. That was one of the questions. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what other questions I have about whiskey. Do you have, uh, I mean, you mentioned whistle pig. I like whistle pig. Yeah. Whistle pigs, I think would be my favorite whiskey. Uh, I like a rye. Yeah. I think I like, um, like I like a Manhattan, a Manhattan, mm. uh, with a rye whiskey. Yeah. I think it's probably the best version of, of whiskey. I like, okay. I mean, I like it neat, you know, or, or sure. just on ice. Sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think I like it kind of in a cocktail. Sure. I'm usually drawn to whatever the whiskey or the bourbon cocktail, cocktail is, is on a menu. Yeah. Um, from what Moscow I mule, something, I don't know. Is there, I don't even know what, is that? Yeah, Isn't that? I thought that was, uh. And then whiskey in there? I never really order be. it. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, we, we know a lot about this subject here. Um, what was I going to say? That when when you're drinking, you said so you drink with on you know on the rocks or something like that. From what I understand, have you ever done like a whiskey tasting? I was I was basically just like lectured on if it's a good whiskey, you want to drink it no ice, just drink it neat, neat, yeah, just just by itself because adding ice to it, you immediately lose like eighty percent of the flavor of the of the of the beverage so makes sense mm-hmm. i mean sometimes it's to me i don't really want to I, I don't drink it that often well so i don't necessarily want to have a drink that like i can't make a face through like i gotta like right. taking it down i think i think the his point was probably like if it's a good right. whiskey if it's a if it's a whiskey you don't want to put ice on it's probably not going to make you it's suffer through a, a glass of it right? right but if it's nice it's a smooth it's yeah. a ni- and i exactly. would agree like i would and agree you got to get the mouth feel and all that kind of stuff oh yeah he was, you know, we, we, we would we sat through this tasting and you have to, you know, you smell first and then you smell with your mouth open and you do all this other stuff and you kind of go back and forth with the glass and all mm-hmm. that kind of crap. So it was a good experience. I think I learned a little bit, uh, obviously didn't retain as much information as I thought I had. Do you have a favorite whiskey? Um, I, I don't, I, I have a list of ones that I want that I'm supposed to try. I think whistle pig's good. Uh, I like, I like Woodford as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Woodford is good. Woodford is good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just so. I don't think I have a favorite. I think Woodford was probably the one that I've purchased most. So mm-hmm. maybe that would be be up there with it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I'm not a big like Jack Daniels fan though. Well, I've had too many nights. Yeah. Kind of early on, and when I started drinking of Jack Daniels, that it just sort of ruined it for me. Right. But I feel like, um, of course, some movie had to make it popular for me. But uh, Son of a Woman. <laughs> Uh, hoo He's always drinking right. Jack Daniels. Right. So when I got older, I was like, oh, I want Jack Daniels like uh, Al Pacino. Right, of course. And then I drink a lot of it, and yeah. I was like, I don't want any more of this. That's what happens. Yeah. Um, maybe that's why you got to get the really expensive bottles because you can't buy them as often. You never get sick of it. Yeah, maybe that's true. Yeah. I think I do have like one Whistle Pig bottle at my house, and mm. it's like in a box. <laughs> I, I just don't. I don't drink that often. Yeah. Um, just at home. Like, right. I, yeah, I'm not really gonna. Yeah. Come home from a long day. Like a lawyer, <laughs> I just pour myself a glass of whiskey. Whiskey neat. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I do like that Tennessee whiskey song by uh, uh, Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. It was originally by, oh God, somebody's going to kill me out there. Yeah. Well, not, not him. Well, someone is extra going to not like me because I didn't know it wasn't by him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course, when you Google it, it's just he's the one that pops up. So, um, Yeah, that song's good. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's a... I've always wanted to go on the bourbon trail. Yeah. Like through Kentucky. I think right. that'd be a cool way to see that part of the world. Yeah, for part sure. Part of the country. It'd be the only reason to really go to Kentucky, I think. Yeah. I mean, outside <laughs> of the Kentucky Derby. Right. Uh, yeah. You do know, do those two things and you're good you go. to go. Hang out with Papa John. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who I think has changed his allegiance from Louisville to, to UK now because he's been ousted up there. So really? I believe so. Oh, poor Papa. Tough times yeah. for Papa John. He's kind of an asshole. Yeah, he's kind of a dick. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you make a ton of pizza. That's right. Um, well, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else on whiskey? I mean, <laughs> I think that's pretty much covers what I had. Uh, there's tons more to know. Obviously. I mean, there's, there's tons of intricacies and there's obviously, you know, there's Canadian whiskey and Japanese whiskey that we didn't even touch on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, huh. let us know. Well, excellent. Well, ex- send me my corrections. <laughs> have at it. I it didn't sound like you made any bold claims there. No. But maybe I just That's right. giving you the benefit of the doubt. Thanks. Uh, all right, so we're going to switch topics. Um, Michael, tell me what you know about karaoke. Karaoke? Well, yeah. Uh, I believe it's a Japanese word. It is? Yeah. Uh-huh. And it translates into uh, <laughs> sing with your friends <laughs> in a room. <laughs> uh, karaoke is... An awesome activity. I do love like karaoke. karaoke. Yes, I do. Um, I there's a small little karaoke bar in my hometown that it's called Gatsby's. It gets frequented nice. a lot by us, and it's typically the last stop of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're all everybody's ready. Everybody's ready to get on stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and it ends up just turning into a group scream along instead of anything right, else. Right. But um, do you have a go-to song? I uh, <clears throat> I've been I've been known to sing a little Casey and JoJo. Oh. All my life, I usually it's, I know it's a duet, but I usually do both parts. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll usually do both parts of Casey and JoJo. Um, every now and then I'll do the Georgia Satellites. Uh, uh, don't tell me no lines. Keep your hands to yourself. Oh, that's a good song. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really I, I I like to go through the giant catalog of like fifty million songs they have there and just mm-hmm. pick something out typically. Mm-hmm. Something that you don't even know yet? Or do no, you ever something try to, that catches my eye that I know. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I could do that. That's when it's fun to go through some song that you haven't even thought about. And yeah. It's kind of also nice when you can, I don't know, judge the tone of the room or the vibe of the room right. and feel like you really choose a song that's going to speak to everybody but, there. But there's definitely a, a skill to choose. I mean, there's a there's, oh, for there sure. are wrong songs to sing for karaoke. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Um, I, I can't remember what it was. I mean, I've seen so many people get up there and you're just like, all right, dude. Yeah, no, I, you I know just that I, have I know that I'm song. not a professional singer, but this is not yeah. what everybody wants to be listening to right well, now. And do, so, do you think that there is some element that people shouldn't try to like overdo it with their talent, or do you think they should try to find something that kind of fits their level of ability? I think you should 100% be allowed to sing karaoke no matter what. <laughs> but a little bit of uh, like self awareness goes a long way with yeah. karaoke. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also love it when somebody gets up there and can just. Killing. Oh, just yeah, yeah. And it, it's always nice when it's something complete. Somebody totally unexpected. Right. Yeah, you watch, uh, watch uh, my friend go up there and sing uh, "Touch Myself" by Madonna. Whatever. That, <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah, something good like that. There was a. Um, I feel like was he Colombian or somebody? This was not a karaoke thing, but it was one of those like 
Columbia's Got Talent mm-hmm. sort of ripoff shows. And um, they're speaking Spanish, and then they go up, and then he sings Eddie Vedder. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen this. Uh, he sings Pearl Jam. Like, it. Oh, my God. It, he, he just perfectly imitates Eddie yeah. Vedder, and okay. it's just a perfect rendition. But yeah, yeah. This was one of those times when you see a viral video. It's like, this guy destroys Eddie Vedder. He's right. insane. And, and he's watch blind. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his he his family that? all just died. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you hit on the main point. Karaoke is a form of entertainment where yeah. people can take turns singing popular songs from a machine. All right. So that's the basic. From a machine. Um, the first karaoke machine was invented, you're correct, Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, a Japanese musician, I'm going to really brutalize this. this name. You got this. Daisuke Inoue yeah. uh, in Kobe, Japan in 1971. Okay. Yeah. Um, he admits he does not the creative name for like coning the name karaoke. Right. Uh, that was actually created. Um, so this businessman hired this guy. He was this guy. He's a musician. This Japanese um, Daisuke. Yeah. He's a musician. This this CEO hired him to basically make your music without the lyrics, so that I can perform it uh, at my company holiday party or whatever. Right. And after doing it, it was so well received. This guy was such a good voice. Yeah. So well received right. that uh, they noticed there was like a gap in the market for like music like this or entertainment like this. And so he, this guy, uh, Inoue created the first karaoke machine called the juke eight the juke eight the juke eight D- does karaoke translate into anything you yes okay. it does okay so um sure so to does. market this so, yeah <laughs> so to market karaoke yeah they had to come up with a name like okay. you know it's not sing along or whatever because right. i mean singing along has been around since people started singing which i think would go back, back to forever like, uh, call and response back to like gregorian chant exactly yeah exactly so singing along um, but it actually means there was there was a strike going on, and uh, this orchestra wasn't there. So they actually karaoke in in Japanese translates to empty orchestra. Ah, so the orchestra isn't there. Karaoke. <laughs> uh, so you have the machine. The machine plays the song. Yeah. Uh, now, now further technology has created the sing along elements. Like uh, we're gonna put on a DVD or in some cases a cassette tape or a, a disc like a old old disc they used to have where you would have like a background of some picture Mm -hmm. and then on the bottom of the screen you have the little the ball bouncing over the lyrics you can follow along you don't need to know the lyrics and and all that stuff so that all that technology sort of progressed through the years to make it a lot more accessible Mm -hmm. and especially in other countries where this is more prevalent in Mm -hmm. some ways uh it's helpful to have obviously the lyrics sure um so i Shift over to uh, the next kind of section I have for this, uh, which is just like popularity of this. So it's probably the most popular in Asia. Okay. That makes sense. It it, it makes sense, but I don't know why really. So it's kind of in subsection, but why? But why is it so popular in Asia? Um, So in Japan slash Asia, it's not as expensive as it sometimes is here in the United States. Yeah. Um, like you might go to a bar and there might be like a cover for a karaoke night or something. Like mm-hmm. there's just a lot more karaoke bars in Asia. And you can go to like something that's like, oh, uh, for several hours you can have ten dollars a person and it comes with all the booze. Yeah, and you get the and room. the and the room and yeah. the private room. Right. And also because they have more private rooms, people are a little bit more open to like singing in front of their friends rather than singing in front of a huge bar. It's a little bit more intimidating. Yeah. Um they I saw reference to this. They were saying that like in, in Asia, there might be more song choices. I've been into a lot of bars when 
I feel like I've had a lot of song choices. Well, maybe they mean song choices in that, I mean, they can sing all their Asian songs and probably English songs as well. Whereas if we get into a bar and they put up any kind of, you know, a Chinese letter, a Japanese letter, like what? I mean, no idea how to say that. Yeah. That, I don't yeah. know the music. They're probably, I think I, f- I find that people outside of the States are way more well-versed in what happens in America than we are with anywhere else. Absolutely. So they know about more of our culture. Than For sure. Stuff, I feel like. like our biggest export, I think, is our culture. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, think, I think it is. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's more personal, supposedly more song choices. Uh, and in Japan, people just enjoy singing Is that right? and they enjoy singing and even though they're, <laughs> even though they might be bad at it or they're not in tune or whatever, they just, they, they find it enjoyable. Is that something to, that I can actually fact check? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I'm going to go with. It's right. a cultural difference. I sure. think a lot of people in the United States enjoy singing, but are definitely would probably be more embarrassed than I think the Japanese are. Like, I don't think the Japanese are trying to go in there and hit, hit it like Whitney Houston. Right. You know, they're not trying, they right. they're just want to enjoy it. Um, in the USA, this is supposed the New York Times said this. Portland, Oregon, is supposed to be the capital of karaoke. Huh? And I, I mean, kind of odd. I would have. I wouldn't have guessed. I would have guessed it would have been like uh, like Koreatown in L.A. or in New mm. York or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like somebody uh, like an Asian transplant into our yeah, culture. Sort I mean, of. There's those neighborhoods have tons of karaoke bars. Yeah. I, feel like. I was reading something that said um, there's a lot of places in Toronto that have it. Obviously, it's not United, United yeah. States, but I mean, obviously. It's very popular. A lot of bars sometimes have seven nights a week karaoke. Yeah, um, and they have karaoke competitions. In fact, one of my one of like one of my favorite movies in favorite. It's a popular movie that I, I like. It's called Duets with Huey Lewis, Gwyneth Paltrow. It was back in Paul Giamatti. It's it's a it's a great movie. They 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 go to d- different karaoke bars and yeah. like Huey Lewis is a karaoke hustler because he's so good at singing, but nobody. Puts it on him, but they do like competitions or something. Yeah, so like, he like it's like uh, he's like a like a pool shark or something. Exactly, like that, exactly. Karaoke. I mean, there's in in the movie duets. Yeah, he's he's standing at the bar, Huey Lewis, and some guy comes up to him and's like, "You can't sing." Like, yeah, just and this guy like just came off the stage and like a bunch of rah rahs. Beat that. And then uh, yeah, Huey Lewis is like, oh, "I was okay, you know, I could go up there." Uh, and there uh, sings power love. He goes up there. He goes up there and he sings a Joe Cocker song. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just remember. I love the guy being like, ah. And actually, I think he gives uh, the guy the opportunity. He gives him the book and be like, "You choose any song in the book, uh, and I'll go sing it, and I'll kill it." And yeah, he goes up there and kill. It. Don't choose Joe Cocker on yeah. Huey Lewis. No, nah. no, nah, he kills it. Um, brings it to this next. Maybe point. that's my calling. I think you would kill at karaoke. Mm. I'm a karaoke I, I, killer. I'm very humble, but I think I'm very good as well. Mm. I think we should go. <laughs> uh, so there are karaoke world championships annual. Okay. It's an annual competition between contestants from around the world. They bring people to represent their country. I mean, there's some like a World Cup. I didn't. I didn't go too far into like the qualifications for this, but there's some level of you got to find a place that's doing um, qualifiers. Go, go, you know, yeah. perform. I assume you can't have made money off of music before, right? You got to be an amateur. Yeah, yeah, you can't be a pro. Okay, but so like this year. Um, the number one solo artist in karaoke was from the UK. Her name's Jenny Ball. Okay, she's awesome. I mean, yeah. she's got an incredible voice, and then she's on like she's on the X Factor. So she's, I think, trying to cross over from right. karaoke too. This and, right. and it is kind of funny how much the it's like it was her versus Ruben stuttered in the final. <laughs> exactly, but uh, no, it's kind of funny that like those shows, The Voice, X Factor, America's Got Talent, like all of these kind of things are just sort of glorified karaoke competitions. Yeah, I mean, it's for kind the of singers, what, it's kind sure. of there. Yeah. yeah, for the singers. Um, yeah, some other people. I'd look these people up, and they. I'll put. We'll put this on the website. 
but yeah, they've got uh, competitions in solo. They've got duets. Um, I think they've got. I think they sometimes break it out by gender. You can go male versus female. Does the uh, um, does the judging go more into the whole like stage presence and not just the voice? So the judging is usually split between fifty percent judges and fifty percent uh, fan voting. A- applause level. Appl- yeah. yeah. I think that they do have some kind of um, like voting system mm-hmm. that people can watch the live stream and, and vote in live. Gotcha. Um, so pretty similar to TV shows like right. that. All right. Um, but yeah, I mean, they just kill it and they, and they also somewhat do, um, like renditions on the song. They're not doing, they're they're not necessarily judged on their ability to imitate the song. Okay. okay. They can do their own take on it sort of. Um, but they got to be able to like have the song track. Um, so what about some popular songs that are chosen for karaoke? Uh, yeah, I can. All right. Yeah. Garth Brooks, his whole collection. Yeah, Friends in Low Places for sure has to be up there. I was going to say that's my go-to Necraft. song. In fact, the largest out the largest version of karaoke was at a NASCAR event. You had 120,000 people supposedly singing Friends in Low Places. Okay. As and they they, they grouped that in yeah. grouped that into uh uh some record. Gotcha. Yeah. Um uh piano man's probably up there i would guess uh it probably is but i so i i, I found a list i don't think this is tracked it's like the meme list this is yeah i mean i, I don't think this is um from anything but uh it, they do break it out into like hardest easiest oh, most popular has to be like the moody blues uh what is it knights in white satin or something like that i'm gonna pull it up i'm gonna go to the website that i had uh put in here but uh what this what this list was saying uh the number We'll just do the, the number one through ten. Bohemian Rhapsody, number one. See, I would kill somebody. This song's too long. It, it's very long. Get off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you might kill somebody. We might get to that later. Just okay. keep that in mind. Um, Can't Get You Out of My Head by Kylie Minogue. Really? Dixie Chicks has to be up there. Or Shania Twain. It should be. It's... It's not on this list for some reason. I feel like, Shania, I feel like every no, girl that's, goes up and sings, man, I feel like a woman or something. It's a great song. Yeah. Um, I Want to Dance with Somebody, Whitney Houston. Okay. Great song for it. Another one, You Need to Know Your Limits. Y- you do. You do. <laughs> uh, Wannabe by the Spice Girls. Yeah. Uh, Wonderwall, Oasis. Yeah. Angels, Robbie Williams. Uh, Don't Stop Believing, yeah. Journey. Sweet Caroline, Neil Diamond. Uh, Africa, Toto. And the last one on this list is Dancing Queen by ABBA. Okay. Um. So yeah, so just a couple other ones. So oh, the, I was gonna come back to something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, we were talking about, you know, know your limits and have a little self awareness yeah. and that kind of thing. I think if you're gonna sing a song, you need to know not know all the words, but you need to know that song. You need right? to know that song. Yeah. I don't want like don't be up there and like singing way off beat. Yeah. One of my friends, we were uh, down in South Carolina for a bachelor party. We did, went and did karaoke. I did do Friends yeah. in Low Places, but he, now, to his credit, got up there and. He sang Biggie. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it was it was he he, he pulled it off. He knew all the words. Notorious B.I.G. Yeah, he knew all the words. So I'll give it to him. And I agree. I think you sort of need to not be like just hugging the screen the whole time. You should be performing. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to know all the words at all. But yeah. if you're like singing off beat, yeah, where like the thing's way ahead of you, or you're way ahead of the thing, get off the stage. Get off the stage. Yeah. Uh, so this brings it up to the top 10 easiest karaoke songs in this list. Build Me Up Buttercup, number one. Okay. Uh, Achy Breaky Heart, yeah. Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, yeah. Baggy Trousers by Madness. Don't know that one. Uh, I'm Too Sexy. Okay. Uh, right Said Fred. Just talking to the microphone. Exactly. Uh, should I Stay or Should I Go by The Clash. Yep. 
Uptown Girl, Billy Joel. I don't that's know if that's necessarily the easiest. Uh, Country House by Blur. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hit Me With a Rhythm Stick, Ian Bury and the Blockheads. <laughs> I don't know if I'd sing that. Uh, I don't know that I know that. Karma Chameleon, okay. Culture Club, and Johnny Cash, uh, Ring of Fire. Yep. Okay. Uh, so those would be the easiest and the hardest ones on this list. Number one is I believe in a thing called love. Uh-huh. You, this is a, so much fun to sing. Like when you're in the shower and you can't really hear, oh, but like it's a really ex- exactly. You really that's a hard song to sing. I believe in a thing called love. <laughs> the next part's even higher. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it makes me think the person's not really singing. It's some like <laughs> auto tune thing. Um, oh, maybe. Uh, video games by Lana Del Rey. And I did go listen to it. Lana Del Rey is definitely a type of voice to her. Yeah. Uh, Forgot about Dre, Eminem. And, and, I could do that one. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Hurt by Christina Aguilera. My Immortal by Evanescence. Hello by Adele. Cry Me a River, Michael Bublé. Uh, listen by Beyonce. Skinny Love by Birdie. And Womanizer by Britney Spears. Round out the, uh, the hardest, hardest list. So it's a lot of like vocal range that makes them difficult I yeah guess, maybe. and then maybe just really fast lyrics yeah um, like hard lyrics obviously if you're going to try to sing it in some imitation form mm-hmm. some of these people like got you got to sing hello by adele like i don't know if you're doing that right. um but yeah i mean i kind of believe those are some of the hardest mm-hmm. um so yeah let's move into one of my favorite sections okay man that's crazy okay uh sometimes karaoke can get you killed so, in the 2000 to 2010, mm-hmm. there was what's called the My Way killings. Oh. So, Frank Sinatra's version, My Way. Mm-hmm. In the Philippines, yeah. there were accounts of six people being killed for singing this song in karaoke in the Philippines. Okay. Who's the perp? It varies. Oh. It varies. Who, hate no, that so song? it's not. it's not like... The, uh, the New York Times wrote about this. Coincidence? Uh, maybe they, they, they have, there weren't like exact reasons why my way brought people to just such anger that the they're going to kill these people. The killers weren't related. No, no, this isn't like a serial killing. It's not one person who was like, Oh, hate P- Frank Sinatra. You, if you went to the, the Philippines, I think, and you were going to decide to sing a song, a, it's a pretty violent place anyways, right. but you do not want to go up there and sing my way. <laughs> like that's like a somewhat of a death sentence know where you are yeah walk with a purpose <laughs> don't don't keep valuables on you do not sing my way do not sing my way um travel but, in a group at night <laughs> yeah so it's not exactly clear what has led to this song like eliciting so much violence some people believe it's the song's aggressive lyrics I did it my way. I, I mean, I guess. And so somebody they went in, in the uh, owner, like a patron of a bar, owner of a bar, um, said that they think the singer that the song makes the singer feel like there's somebody when they're really nobody. And this and arrogance and this in arrogance in the Philippines, it'll get you killed. Somebody was singing it supposedly off tune, and the bouncer, the security guard, killed the guy. So, I mean, if the security guard isn't going to protect you, I don't know what, who is, but this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Right, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. And so this is an actual thing, the my way killings. And this is not the only acts of violence that occur around karaoke. Uh, In Malaysia in 2008, a man at a coffee shop hogged the karaoke microphone so long that he was stabbed to death 
by other patrons. Uh, seems deserved. Maybe. In Thailand, a man was arrested on charges that he shot to death. This is one of my favorites. It's so sad, but like, uh, he shot to death eight neighbors, one of whom was his brother-in-law, in a dispute stemming from several karaoke offerings, including re- repeated renditions of John Denver's Take Me Home Country Roads. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this up. Uh, I hear that song one more time. Oh, my God. Uh, in, Chi- in China, a fight occurred over the microphone in a karaoke parlor, and a man hacked two other people to death with a meat cleaver. Jesus. There was also an incident in Seattle. This happens in the say, United it States. It sounds like just don't go to Asia and yeah. sing karaoke. There was also an incident in Seattle where a karaoke singer was punched and attacked by a woman in order to stop him singing Cold Place Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the kind of karaoke attack I think should not should happen, but is is okay. It's kind of warranted. It's just funny. Yeah, but, oh, uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> just what uh, that woman has some kind of connection to that song. Oh, I mean, and somebody broke up with it. her, and that was their song, and yeah. she wanted him to shut up. Yeah. No, there is a something like to this where I've got the microphone, I'm singing what I want to sing. I have and the everyone, conch. I've got the conch. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, that's man, that's crazy, and I got one last section. Wait, wait, what? Okay. Uh, have you ever heard of PowerPoint karaoke? No. So I think this, I think this is actually hilarious. Uh, you download random presentations that people have never seen before and they go up on stage and they, they give a presentation for the PowerPoint. That sounds fun. It's called PowerPoint karaoke. There is, uh, there's a game sort of like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, remember that game we played the, um, what was the game we played on Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving with the uh, the wrong answers game or whatever it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what the so name. It's like of a that. Jackbox party game type thing. Yeah, where it's similar. You have to like, come. There's like a brand new product, and you have to like convince the rest of the people in the group to like that your product's the best product. It's like a Shark Tanker thing or right. like a right. pitch pitch game. That's right. That's hilarious. But yeah, PowerPoint karaoke seems kind of similar. I think it sounds kind of fun. It does sound kind of fun. Yeah, depending on what you're pitching yeah. or talking about, I think it'd be really funny. What, you just like download a PowerPoint off LinkedIn or something, and then yeah, or you go on LinkedIn or uh, isn't there like a slides.com or something? Or people, yeah, yeah. So anywhere you can find something. And you know, PowerPoints are just like the process, and then just like right. you know, bullet points. And then you so end you up kind of like some like uh, off on a tangent, some sophomore at, at UGA's presentation for their <laughs> horticulture class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that he stole from the past five years. Right. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. No, I think that's a kind of a funny. You get a Travis Dorsey entomology. Oh yeah, that'd be some awesome. bugs. Yeah, I should learn a lot from that. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's um, that's karaoke. Kind of so, started down this path that kind of opened up into a lot of funny stuff. Yeah, no, that's an awesome topic. Uh, besides, don't take this the wrong way. I don't see you as much of a karaoke singer. I feel like I don't uh, see you getting up there. I feel like you like maybe you just can't be bothered sometimes by that kind of thing. I when I was in Charleston, yeah. I, I got up and I yeah. sang. I, I think for me, it's more about. If I've got a song I'm really excited about. Okay. Do you, sing I, by, do, you just do that by yourself or do you go up I went up there by myself. Oh, yeah. Right on. Yeah. Good job. And I think I'd, if I had to go up and sing a song, I think I'd stay in, in line with like a country song. It's kind of liberating getting up there and just oh, screaming sure. into a microphone. For sure. Yeah. But to your point about knowing the lyrics, like having having that knowledge of the lyrics gives you so much confidence to go up there and like actually perform right. something. Otherwise, you're not you really know? put, you got to put on a show for the people. Right. Like, move right. around a little bit. Right. Get into it. Yeah. I've always enjoyed if you wanted to go to like a private karaoke room or yeah. something. It, but it is expensive here sometimes. You're renting a room for right. Well, you got a big enough couple group. hours. Yeah, yeah. But uh, well, there was one in Athens that we would do that was fun. Shukatini. Shukatini. Yeah, you'd have uh, 
sushi and karaoke. Yeah, that's right. Fantastic. And a bunch of sh- soju or whatever. What was yeah. it? I guess it was, uh, was it soju that we were drinking there? I forget. Whatever. But the other thing I would say what? is it's really important to have music that sounds pretty close to the song, I think. Yes. You know, it sucks when it's just like a keyboard and you're right. like, I, this is a crap sing-along. Right. Like, I might as well be singing Over the Rainbow. You know, yeah. I, you can't really do it. Yeah. In Asia, when they come out with, with new tracks, they record the karaoke version at the same time. Oh. So it's like, it's a much more um, a part of the process for them because they know it's like a, a it's like Big top thing, of mind yeah. when they're recording. Well, also it's it's going to help your popularity with your song sure. if people can go sing you sing it at karaoke. Right, right, right. Um, what, whereas in America, like the the the, nor- the real artist doesn't record the karaoke version. No, uh, which secondhand is below so. them. That's right. Yeah, they don't care about us. Yeah, the common I, man. I want to do some karaoke now. Yeah. Was there a good spot around here? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to look up, up sure. in DC. Yeah. Yeah. We should do that. Another uh, a big uh, Matchbox 20, 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. To go in the same. Yeah. Yeah. I've been listening to them. Yeah. I was, yeah, well, I got pulled back into Silicon Valley. They brought up uh, Puddle of Mud, I said. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, then, and that led you to Matchbox 20. I've been Matchbox 20 and all the rest of that post-grunge music kind of. Nice. I'm not saying Puddle of Mud is good. I'm just saying they have some catchy songs. I think we all heard what you're saying. All right. Thanks for the topic. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, you helped carry the episode, I think. No, it's a good well no, This is. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening. We will be back next week. We have the holidays coming up. We will be rele- releasing on Fridays, mm-hmm. no matter what. Uh, you will not miss any episodes. And uh, we will see you all next week. See you guys. Bye.